Hey, I'm Kylie Kelly, and I'm obsessed with all things business and motherhood and helping you navigate the messy and magical seasons of both. I'm a boy mama that grew a successful photo biz before hanging up my straps in 2020 to pivot. Yes, we're allowed to do that. Now I help other CEO mums just like you grow an audience of raving fans fast through a holistic virtual summit strategy. But this podcast is way more than that. Think of it as your coffee date or happy hour with your girlfriends as we talk real life. Money, challenges, growth, frustrations, marketing, the messy middle, it's all welcome here. So get comfy and join us. Welcome to This Mama Means Business. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to a new friend of mine today, Kim Fisher, and we are talking all about SEO. Now, I am quite passionate about this and it's something that I really want to work on in my business because I saw this work really well when I had a wedding photography studio. I had blog posts that were optimized so that people were searching and they were finding me. So I wanted to bring Kim on today to talk all about what SEO is, how we can use it in our business, but how we can actually make sure that it is fueling our lead generation strategy, that the right people are coming to our website, but the right people are then joining our email list. So just quickly, a little bit about Kim. So Kim helps business owners optimize their SEO so that they can get long-term results with ease. Her goal is to help business owners gain more clients, grow their business, and give them the ease of having leads come to them. She does this through her business, 13 Emeralds Marketing. So without further ado, let's welcome Kim to the podcast. Hello, Kim. Thank Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat all things SEO, lead gen, all that stuff. Yay, I love it. I love it. Before we get into all the juicy stuff, do you want to just want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are, all, all that kind of important info? Yeah, so uh, like you said, I'm Kim. I'm the CEO of 13 Emeralds Marketing. So we do SEO and lead gen for businesses of many different sizes and all kinds of industries. A little bit about me personally, uh, I got both my undergrad and graduate degree over in the UK. Uh, and then moved back to Texas at the start of the pandemic with like making that just a really long story short because I'm sure everyone's heard a very similar story about a million times. Um, And I started 13 Emeralds right before the pandemic. So in January of 2020, after applying to over 900 jobs over in the UK, and I always knew I kind of wanted to start my own business. This just happened a lot sooner than kind of anticipated. And I got my master's in digital marketing. So I really have a like a love for data and numbers. But then SEO, I also get to be a little bit more creative than just like your standard data analyst. Um, And I I love marketing and I love helping small businesses. And so that's kind of where that idea stemmed. And so we've been in business for just over three years now, grown a ton and helped a ton of different businesses grow. I love that. I I love that you mentioned SEO and creativity in the same breath, because I'm like, it's not something that I would think about when I think about SEO. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's not as creative as like my designer, web designer friends and branding friends, but I do still get to be a little bit creative. (laughs) So good. So good. All right. So for all of the listeners that are joining us that haven't even gotten started with SEO, do you want to tell us a little bit about where to actually even get started when we're thinking about SEO? Yeah. So I think when people think SEO, you're going to think, nope, (laughs) it's like too technical, too complicated. SEO is something that really boils down to understanding your ideal audience 
and understanding them so well that you know what they're putting in the search bar. You know, you really have to know them, especially the more online you are. I think the more kind of you have to know your audience just because you've got so much more competition if you're like an online business. And that is a lot of who I serve. So just knowing your ideal audience is the first step that you have to do because with SEO, you have to be able to basically know what they're putting into the search bar so that you can show up for what they're already searching for. You're not really convincing them of anything. You're just showing up for what they already know they need, which makes it a little easier in terms of like the marketing funnel, but a little bit more difficult from knowing your ideal audience. I love that though, because it's then thinking about us as business owners and how much content we create, right? Especially online business owners, we have to be always creating some kind of long form content or content. So that would then answer like, oh, what do I create today? Well, hang on, let's go and look at what our ideal client's actually looking for and make sure we're creating content that lines up with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, with long form content, especially with SEO, it's a little bit slower moving than your typical content that you're creating as an online business owner in terms of like Instagram and TikTok. Like it's so short and it's so viral in terms of like you may not go viral, but you know, it's only really living for like a day or so, if that. Um, And so with SEO, we're really thinking long term strategy and what are people kind of asking over and over and over again, you want to create content so that you can rank that kind of keyword. Amazing. So do you have any suggestions on like how we figure that out? Obviously we can talk to them, but is there any like tools or anything that you'd recommend for us to figure out how they're actually, or what they're actually looking for? Yeah. So I mean, like before we even would go into tools, just knowing kind of what they need, I think boils down to having like a good product or service. Because if you don't know what they need, I feel like you're probably not going to be selling your service very well because you're not solving a problem for them or providing them a solution or kind of wherever they're at in the journey. And so just kind of knowing that, and then you can go into keyword research, which is where you can take a look at competitors as well. And that's where we get a lot of our ideas. So your competitors who are like two, three steps ahead of you, it's really good to know kind of what keywords they're ranking for because they also kind of have already done some of the legwork for you. And in terms of actual tools, you can use free tools like um, Answer the Public or um, just by Googling things. And, you know, very down at the bottom, it's like people also ask and they have all the different keywords. And then in terms of paid tools, I started out using Ubersuggest because it's a little bit more budget friendly for those that are just doing really keyword research for themselves. Or if you're wanting to go a little bit more advanced, there's SEMrush or SEMrush as well. I love that. There's options. And I think for anyone listening that hasn't even thought about SEO before, like keep it simple, like even putting a poll up on your Instagram stories or like asking questions to get some sort of input from your audience, I think is really powerful. Yeah. I think depending on what you do as well, you can offer some kind of discount or like a, you know, 15 minutes of your time for 15 minutes of their time in market research calls can go a long way if you can get people on the phone or on Zoom because you get that firsthand response of kind of what people are thinking and what people need directly from them. Yes, I love that. I love that. I think sometimes it's the piece we miss, right? We think we know what it comes back to office as well, right? We think we know what they need or what we want to create and we move from that that space. Whereas if we can actually ask the questions, do the market research as unsexy as it is, like get out there and have the conversations and listen to the words that they're using and take all of that, we can make better products, make better offers, have more sales, but 
But also to your point, we can actually work on our SEO strategy and create content that's going to last a lot longer than the social media posts that that we're sharing. A lot of when you start your business is a lot of intuition and trusting your gut. And I mean, I think that moves all the way through your business. I don't think that ever stops in terms of like making decisions and stuff. But if you can also have the data to back up those intuitions and those those gut feelings, it's going to help your ROI. It's going to help you be more successful as a business owner because our intuition and our gut feeling is right a lot of the time, but it gives you that bigger peace of mind if you have the data to back it up or at least have like the anecdotal evidence to back it up from talking to a few people in your audience. Okay, so we've we've talked to our audience, we're creating the content, we're starting on this whole SEO journey. How do we know if it's working? Like, is there an indicator that we can kind of look out for to know that it's actually paying off um, what we're doing? Yeah, so I mean, the big thing overall is are you getting more leads, whether that's people joining an email list or some kind of freebie on your site? Are they booking calls? Are they buying products? Are they, you know, buying tripwires? Anything like that is like the biggest indicator that it's working. But if you actually want to know if SEO specifically is working, you have to have some kind of analytics tool set up, whether that's Google Analytics, which is what I'm always going to recommend. It's pretty simple to set up once you kind of know what you're doing. But even if you have like Squarespace or Shopify where analytics are kind of ingrained, they're not as good as Google Analytics, in my opinion. But in there, you can see where those people are coming from and how they're converting typically is how they can work. And so if organic search is converting, that means your SEO is working, biggest thing. Or at least if you're getting more traffic, it's starting to work because that's typically like the metric that we see happen first is the increase in traffic and then the increase in conversions follows. I love that. And is there like a time frame that we should keep in mind? Like is it, do we have to be patient for a few months before we could see results? Or what do you, what do you think there? I think any good marketing strategy takes time. I mean, even social media, unless you're really, really lucky, is not going to give you overnight success. So with SEO specifically, it tends to take business. It's going to really take closer to that six-month mark because your competition is higher because you're competing nationally or even globally. And the reason it takes so long is because... To get to rank on Google, you have to get Google to trust you. And so it's kind of like dating in a way, you know, you have to kind of show up consistently, show them your authority and show them, you know, why they should like you. And then Google starts to rank you because your audience also starts to to like you. And it's that balance of making Google happy and making your audience happy. I love that. I love that analogy to dating. I think that's really, (laughs) it's really fitting. And what kind of mistakes do people make in SEO? Like, do you see any mistakes working in that field all the time that you kind of just just wish you could shake people and say don't do this anymore like what's the biggest like mistake we make um I think the biggest mistake is really boils down to mindset for small business for small businesses specifically I guess I should say it's that they have to wait to start SEO because SEO is for big companies it's probably the biggest mistake I see the earlier you can start it even if you're DIYing it and you're not 100% sure you're doing everything correctly at least you're putting out consistent content that can potentially rank for certain keywords so the sooner you can start the better and people tend to wait and wait and wait because they're like, I'll just do it later or I don't have money for it right now or anything like that. And so it's waiting, waiting to start SEO, I think is probably the biggest mistake. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned before when we were talking about data and Google Analytics and uh, using keywords and how do we keep Google happy? How do we keep that that part of the content?
100% happy or working while still making sense to our ideal client, right? And like how the whole keyword stuffing was a big thing that I remember reading about and how do we manage that balance? Yeah, so I think if we took a look even five years ago, it would have been more common to see Google first content like filled with keywords and written in a really like technical, I mean, you could read it, but people weren't wanting to read it necessarily, but they would because that was how they were getting the information, but it just wasn't converting very well. But whereas now in the last couple of years, Google has moved towards a really people first algorithm. So the idea is, is that if people like it, you're going to rank better. There's still some things you need to do for Google, like have fast loading websites and include those keywords because if the keywords aren't there, Google doesn't know what to rank you for. So there's really less of a balance now. It's really making sure that your audience and Google can understand what your blog or website page is about and being able to convert them is the big thing and keep them engaged on the page. In terms of technical aspects, you need a good page structure. So making sure those headings make sense. Um, Make sure you've got one main heading, some subheadings, and maybe even some sub subheadings uh, just kind of structure out the page so that it's easy for your audience to read, but Google can also get a structure of the page and what it's all about. Yeah, perfect. And Google can also read images, right? So making sure like, is it the metadata of images? Images make sense and is actually like the title of what the image is about. Is that right? Yeah. So the image title and then there's alt text, which is going to be your more important piece behind the photo because Google can't see pictures the way we can. But if you add in that alt text, it can understand what the picture is about and making sure that matches up with your content is really important. Perfect. So, and I know for anyone listening, this might sound really overwhelming, but once you start, like you said, Kim, just start simply, start with like one piece of content, get it right. And then I think it gets easier. The more we do it, like anything, the easier it becomes. And if we can be consistent, then we're going to rank better. People are going to find us, our traffic's going to increase and it's all going to sort of be uphill from there, right? Yeah, definitely. I think you can just start out with like, what is, and then insert like your niche. Like I could write a blog that's like, what is SEO? And that blog might not rank because there's a million blogs about what is SEO. But if you have a more specific niche, you can rank and it just kind of gets you in the rhythm of creating content. And then with an SEO strategy, it really is just, it's content marketing, but for Google, but you can repurpose that content into an email, into Instagram posts, into, you can make a podcast out of it or vice versa. You can make a blog out of your podcast, YouTube videos. So while you're waiting for SEO to take hold, you can repurpose all of that content so that you're still getting something out of it. And I think maybe, I'm sure you agree, but creating long form content makes the rest of your content is so much easier because you can break down the long form content into small bite-sized pieces. Yes, absolutely. I'm all about working smarter, not harder, especially most of our listeners, myself, we're all parents, you know, busy trying to raise our kids or we build out these businesses. So I think anything we can do that's working smarter, not harder is amazing. And yeah, like to your point, so that's pretty much what I do is I write my podcast show notes slash blog first, record a podcast, embed it and, and then break the content down, send it out to my email list you know, post it on my Instagram stories, things like that, just to make sure that the message is spreading wider. But the first thing that I create is that long form content. So if you can get into the habit even of just creating that first and then pulling it apart, it means that you're gonna get more out of it. Plus you're building that SEO strategy that will pay off at some point in three, six, nine months or whatever that might look like. Yeah, I think it's always smarter, not harder, especially when you're a business owner. Like we already have so much to do, like and SEO can add a lot to your plate. But if you're already having a content strategy for your social media and your emails, adding a blog really shouldn't add that much more. In fact, it can 
to make it a ton easier. Yeah, amazing. So let's talk lead gen. I know you talk a lot about SEO and lead gen kind of going hand in hand, which I love because I'm all about visibility and lead gen. So talk to me about how that can work and I guess maybe what we can expect when we're trying to get leads from our SEO strategy. Yeah, so I mean, lead gen and SEO are kind of one and the same because SEO is driving traffic and then your website has to be set up in a way to convert leads. So that is probably another big mistake that I see as owners make is their website is kind of like a landing page or a portfolio and I could drive theoretically a million people to your site in a month, but if they can't do anything or can't do anything easily once they get to your site, there's really no point other than maybe building a bit of brand awareness, but you're not getting the most out of it. So with things like blogs and other forms of content that you can have on your site, whether that's kind of like the core pillar pages or anything like that. To drive those leads, you have to have that customer journey kind of in the back of your mind when you're creating each of those pages and something for them to convert to, whether that's a freebie or booking a call or a demo, or it really depends on what you're selling. But, you know, just having a way for those people to convert once they come to your site. Yeah, I love that. We, um, interestingly, uh, the timing of this is perfect because I've just done a training for my members in, I've got a visibility member called the Spotlight Club. And the very first month is all about having a high converting free resource. But then it's kind of like, what do you do with it, right? And I was talking a lot about optimizing your website with the call to action button. So imagine when you pair that with an SEO strategy, so they're coming, the traffic's coming to your website, and then you have these call to actions for them to sign up. So you're actually getting their email address. That's just this beautiful way of, of building your email list, right? And getting more leads and, and making it kind of work. So I love that. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. So like when, like you said, when you have the traffic come to their site and you've got this really amazing freebie that everybody that comes to your site wants to download, not only are you getting that traffic, but then those leads are qualified, you know, if you've created your freebie correctly and you know it's really going to bring in the right people those leads are qualified they can go on to buy a tripwire or you know buy your full service or product or kind of whatever your funnel looks like but yeah because really once you get your website optimized and your seo going it's just a numbers game it's getting more people to your site which will make you have more lead conversions for your freebie or download or whatever i would love to just ask you kim so we've talked a lot about blog posts what other content can be SEO optimized? Anything that can be found in a search engine, really. Blogs are the most popular just because it has the most amount of words on a page. So it has the most Google can kind of read and understand what that can rank for. Podcasts are also great for SEO because podcasts can show up on Google as of a year or so ago, maybe two years now at this point. It's still not the best way to show up, but they can still be optimized, but it really just comes down to kind of the title of the podcast and the authority of the podcast. So kind of how many listeners you have and downloads and things like that. And then YouTube videos. YouTube is a whole nother algorithm. I mean, YouTube is owned by Google, so it's got a very similar algorithm and making sure there's keywords in the titles and in the description as well. But in terms of website SEO, it's it's really the blogging that does the most for you. Yeah, I love that. So definitely some things to think about for all of our listeners that are wanting to jump on in and, and create content. As a, It sounds like you can't really go wrong as long as you're considering what we talked about at the start, your ideal client, you know, what they're searching for create content in line with that and then make sure the website is optimized to actually um, collect email addresses and to to build your leads list and, and convert from there I think 
sounds like it's that's the dream right that's the dream so kim where can people go if they want to ask you any questions about seo if they want to work with you find out more where should we send them yeah so i'm 13 emeralds marketing either my website is 13 emeraldsmarketing.com or you can find me on instagram which is probably where i spend most of my time i love answering questions in the dms or if you just want to say hello you're more than welcome to send me a dm over there Um, and those are really the most common two places i'm at perfect all right well thank you so much for coming on and i can't wait to to hear what our listeners got from the episode as well I really appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me. I could talk SEO all day long. 